Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play more every single day. The podcast that's focused on you, the mom, to help you fill up your cup and rediscover the joy and love in your everyday life. We can't parent alone, and parenting is too serious to be serious all the time. Thanks for being here. My name is Christy Thomas. I am the founder and developer of PlayForLifeMoms.com. Let's jump in. Welcome to episode 48. I am so glad you're here. This week, we're going to talk about white space. I found a post from 2011 today, and it said, I need more white space which totally had me almost in tears because about an hour before that, I was texting or chatting on Instagram, let's be honest, chatting on Instagram in direct messages with a friend over my current need for white space and how I need to ruthlessly and graciously say no to extra things in my life. So I don't know if this is an October thing for me or it's almost my birthday thing for me and I have to stop and reflect, but I made a plan of how I can have more white space in my current schedule, okay? So I have a 13-year-old, 11-year-old, and a 7-year-old. We homeschool, 8th grade, 6th grade, and 1st grade. My husband is active duty military, and I think we're going to live in this house for at least another year, which is always, always something I hold on to in Jell-O. So here I am with my list of how to have more white space for October 2019. I'm still cracked up that I found that post from 2011 um, because My kids were so little at the time. I didn't have Lincoln yet. And my girls were three and five. And we were homeschooling kindergarten. And my husband was deployed. So I'm sure I needed white space in a different way. But here is how 2019 Christy is going to get white space. Step one. Okay. I am going to do... uh, a pause on all non-food shopping and Christmas gift shopping. So unless it's Christmas gifts or food or gas, then there's going to be no extra purchases for the month of November. That's step one. Stop the influx of things coming into the house, which is good because we've had... um, three birthdays in the last two months. So time to stop. Step two is to walk around the house with my husband and decide if we're using the rooms we're living in, how we want to use them and to get rid of stuff that doesn't fit how we want to use those rooms. So for example, when you walk into our house, we have this sitting room slash piano room. It's an open concept house. So It's right when you walk in and there's not a lot of walls and there's two chairs sitting in front of a fireplace, but our piano's in there. So what's the purpose of that room? Well, it's the room where my husband and I go when we're peopled out. 
We sit in those chairs. We talk to each other. He likes to work on his laptop while in one of those chairs. I'm thinking I need um, a computer desk sort of thing so I can sit with my laptop in a more comfortable way in one of those chairs. It's also the room where my kids gather and play instruments, ukulele, violin, piano. We don't play drums in there, but if multiple people want to play instruments together at once, that's where it's going to happen. So we need to make sure that there's space for an amp and some power cords hidden away. It's also where we store all the board games in those cabinets by the fireplace. So the room needs to have floor space so you can sit down and play board games. Okay, so that's part two of my how to find more white space is to design rooms with intention. And I totally got this idea from a book I read probably in 2011. The book is called Organized Simplicity and it's by Tish Oxenreiter. She's gone on to write other memoirs, but this was her first book, I think. And it was about a clutter-free approach to intentional living. But the other thing I took away from this book, and it's really important because 2011 Christy uh, learned this from her, that not only do you want to look at rooms with a purpose, but you want to remember what your family's core values are. So back in 2011, I made little baskets of books for different areas of my house, and I made sure that each room had a please touch me basket that my kids could touch. I always wanted to make sure that whatever room we were in as a family, it had something tangible for my little kids to do, that they were valued and seen for their age and stage of needing to be busy all the time. The third way 2019 Christy is trying to have more white space is by um, using the Apple Screen Time app. So set limits for specific apps. Make sure that you're not reading your email first thing in the morning and not touching your phone right away. I will say I am touching my phone right away so I can listen to um, a meditation app every morning, but I'm touching it so that I can then sit for the last two weeks um, during the work week before my family gets going for school and stuff, I've been sitting and having at least three minutes before I exercise. I'm prioritizing quiet and focusing on breathing, giving myself mental white space, right? I'm making it a priority. And as much as I wish I didn't touch my phone first thing in the morning, I think it's important for me to use that app because I need a guided meditation. And P.S., the app I like is the Calm app. So I guess that was really tips three and four with that one. Screen time app, setting limits and not using your phone right away, and using an app or just a timer to make yourself sit down and focus on breathing and softening. Fully breathe, relax your diaphragm. You don't need to hold your breath. You don't need to hold your breath. You are safe. All is well. 
The last and the final tip might be the hardest, but the most obvious. I want you and myself to feel safe because all is well, right? To generously say no. I need you to sit and really think about what your true priorities are in this season. 2011 Christy had a way different priorities. She was the president for a family readiness group. She was helping and enjoying deployment with a bunch of girlfriends. She didn't have to prioritize her husband because he wasn't home. He was barely even getting emails. So her priorities were hiring a babysitter once a week to put have someone else put the kids to bed and going to the park as much as possible until it was too dark to see. Because when she went to the park, then other moms went too. And that was important. 2019 Christy, her kids, some of her kids don't go to the park that way anymore. And that's okay. They're involved in musicals. And she has to help out with the musicals. And um, homeschooling is different with an eighth grader versus a kindergartner. And that's okay. So I need to practice saying no generously. I know that sounds odd, right? We need to say no generously. There will be other people. I need to say no so that the right people can step up. And I bet that you need to say no to something so that the right people can step up too. You're not superwoman. I know sometimes it feels like an ego boost for someone to call you that, but you're not actually superwoman. So remember that If you say no, it gives someone else a chance to develop those skills and talents. There will be someone else that will step up. And if no one does, that's okay too. It's okay to just say no generously so you can keep white space for yourself and your family and choose not to be stressed. Okay, so those are my five tips that both 2019 Christy and 2011 Christy probably needed. My favorite way to say no to something, by the way, a friend told me this. She's like, you always say that about 2011 Christy. I I never said yes right away. I always said, oh, let me go check my calendar about that. So it gave me space to say yes or no without feeling pressure in that moment. So there's a bonus tip for you. Your self-care for today is to go order your 2020 calendar. I know it seems crazy. It's the end of October. It's not even Halloween yet. Go order your 2020 calendar unless it's something that someone gifts you every year because you're going to start making appointments soon into 2020. So you're going to need that calendar to make those appointments and write them all down. 
So go order it as your self-care. Number two, the play idea, right? We always have both, self-care and play idea. Because play is the glue that keeps connection alive. Okay? Play is the glue. I want you to make a spider art or find a plastic spider And I really want you for your play idea this week. I'm nervous to tell you. Can you tell? I'm stalling. I want you to prank your kids. I want you to dangle a spider or pretend rat and give them, you know, the trick or the treat of (laughs) trick-or-treating. I want you to have fun and remember that pranks, when they're safe, come up to be good family stories. Expect to be pranked back, but relax and show your kids that you get to be silly too. If you don't want to prank with, uh, you know, a fake animal to scare them or some fake dog poo or whatever, yeah, I have most of these things like in my secret mom stash, right? Um, The other one I really like to do is to freeze milk in a bowl with cereal in it and then pour their cereal and milk on top of it. And then they can't eat their food. And it's kind of funny. Okay, there you go. That is the play idea for this week. You are amazing. Thanks for being here. Go find yourself some white space. Give yourself permission to label what's working well and uh, graciously and generously say no to the things that aren't. You are so important that without white space, your light will dim. We want your light shining bright. We need your light to shine bright. Now go find me on Instagram as Everyday Runner Christy. You can find it in the show notes. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Wink, wink. If you're looking for a village, an inspiration, a community to help you feel like you can lean into fun and motherhood, don't forget to go check out www.play4lifemoms.com and consider signing up for our monthly text messages. We send about 15 to 16 text messages a month that focus on self-care and pausing to connect and play. Now go have a great day.